Hey, it's Ali DiPaolo, and you're listening to the Directly Inspired Podcast, a place where we talk about how to build your network, what it means to brand yourself, and how to make more authentic connections in your business. This is a place that values community and collaboration over competition. I'm going to be interviewing some of my most trusted friends in the industry to share their journeys and their best advice. So if you're curious, let's begin. I am thrilled and excited to introduce you all to my good friend, Kelly Palmer. So Kelly Palmer is a self-discipline coach, uh, helping exhausted teachers and business professionals set and achieve results in their career and health without using their job as a reason not to follow through. Kelly is a certified life coach, a certified nutrition coach, a fitness trainer, a teacher, and a martial arts club owner and instructor. Kelly believes that self-discipline starts with keeping promises to yourself from a place of love and worthiness rather than from an energy of self-loathing or lack. Kelly helps you see yourself differently so that you can be more effective and take action in the areas that you desire your results. So welcome, Kelly. So excited. Have you joined me? Thanks for having me. It's been great to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming at the end of your busy workday. Yeah. I appreciate you being here. And we're just kind of going to get into it. So let's just talk a little bit about kind of how we met. And um, and then I'll kind of start just throwing some questions at you. So sure. um, I will introduce that. So uh, Kelly actually runs a Taekwondo club in the town that I live in. And so when I met Kelly, uh, probably it's been about seven years now. Yeah. Yeah, she um, is one of the most amazing, great energy people, um, but she runs a tight ship. So when she commands attention in a martial arts class, you are listening up. And so initially, my thoughts on Kelly were she was slightly terrifying, <laughs> but, but through getting to know her, uh, we have become great friends and um, obviously have found our love. Uh, for the Enneagram, which is another topic I'm passionate about. So mm-hmm. Kelly being an Enneagram 8, myself being an Enneagram 3, um, and we are both um, really excited about you know building our new businesses together. So mm-hmm. thank you for being one of my mentors and part of this new adventure that I'm on. Yeah, absolutely. Anything to support a friend. <laughs> thank you. All right, so I'm going to just throw some um, kind of what questions um, a little bit about yourself. Um, so what is one piece of advice you'd give someone just starting out working with you as a life coach? What is a, a piece of advice or an area of your expertise? Because you are you have an expert. You're an expert in various areas. So let's just start with life coaching. Uh, with the life coaching, so I guess a piece of advice would be to just keep an open mind um, to um, a process to have a very clear goal in mind. I think that goal setting is really, really important because it gives our brain something to focus on. Uh, and when our thoughts are unsupervised, they're like toddlers with knives. They just go all <laughs> over the place. So I think uh, having a very clear goal and um, to give our brain something to focus on is really important. Okay. Yeah, when you're like with the life coaching piece. So talk to me, I guess I'm going to even back it back it up a little bit further. So talk to me about what is life coaching for somebody who's never kind of experienced, they've kind of maybe heard life coach, but what is a life coach? So a life coach is someone that helps individuals who are healthy and whole as they are really elevate their lives um, in a way that 
uh, perhaps they need some assistance with. So I do causal coaching, um, and that's really getting to the cause and not the symptoms of uh, the issue. And so it's helping individuals look at their thoughts, knowing that the individuals really already have the, their answers. Um, so it's helping them see their thoughts. It's like I'm showing them a mirror, and they're able to see their thoughts and then kind of see the results that they're getting from the results, from their thoughts, I should say. So, and I have to say from even personal experience, like we've only had one, maybe two life coaching sessions, like one kind of intentional one, and then we've just been often chatting. Um, I can say that you do exactly that. And it is, it's not a, I wouldn't say a tough process, but when you actually kind of get to the heart and keep looking a little bit closer, it shows you the answer mm-hmm. and that is and, and it's all within us so exactly. i really think that this is something that so many people can benefit from absolutely um so when when it comes to life coaching what is one misconception um or myth that you want to clear up like is there something kind of out there where people are like you know i heard this about life coaching or that um i think there's probably a few misconceptions maybe that it's like a soft skill perhaps um, you know, that anyone can kind of call themselves a life coach, but I'm not sure because I don't listen to a lot of uh, people's <laughs> opinions on that. I guess that sounds They're, terrible, no, but um, from the life coach school that it's very much, uh, we use something called the model uh, to help clients um, basically see how their thoughts are creating their results. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's a very specific process and that's that's what we do so that's fantastic yeah Yeah. and and you know what i think myself just you know a life coach is a term that's getting thrown around a lot so just knowing that you have like the certification from a recognized life coach Mm -hmm. school is so important so i think that's something that when people are looking for a life coach um it's very important to ask you know where were you trained exactly because maybe somebody's uncle bob wants to take a $7 course on Amazon and call himself a life coach. That is not what this is. You've put a lot of time, energy, uh, education behind this. So it's a certifiable thing. That's super important. Absolutely. Um, so what's been the best part so far of, of being a life coach? Um, just all the knowledge that I've gained and also the self, my own self-coaching uh, and just how it's changed my life. And just knowing that, uh, like, I really started off the life coaching just being a, a, a listener and kind of applying the concepts to my own life. And so it was watching my life change and recognizing that I was in complete control of my own thoughts and reactions and that um, I could stop blaming people around me for the way that I was feeling and just to kind of take back that control, everything in my life really changed and for, for the better. And so that's been the best part of the life coaching so far, um, is just to see how it's affected my life and, um, yeah, the people who are in my life around me. So that's a, like, that's a huge piece with life coaching, right? It starts with you. Mm-hmm. Like I find that so many people say, you know, I took this or I, I have an education in this, but have they applied it to their life? Probably not. So when you can say that, like I have put myself through this process and in, in, and have seen the results, that's mm-hmm. that's so powerful. And um, and I commend you for that because that's I know the process. Mm-hmm. I'm, I should say I have 
have begun the process. Right. <laughs> I, I do not know the process. I have begun the process. So what has been for you the biggest challenge you faced so far and how did you overcome it? Or is it something you're still working on? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say just, you know, in terms of the, the business aspect of uh, being a life coach and wanting to pursue my own business with it because I still work a full-time uh, teacher job. So it's basically figuring out the marketing piece of my business. So that's been a whole other other um, entity, so to speak. And uh, it's taken up a lot of brain power because I'm learning new skills and whatnot. So it's, um, and also just learning just to take my time that there is no rush, even though you know what you, I know what I want, I have my goals set, um, but just knowing that um, it will come and it's not a sprint, it's more of a marathon. So when you're figuring out all of these new things. So. Oh, amen, <laughs> sister. Thank you for validating that because I, I myself felt in a place where um, the marketing side, as much as that's my passion, I know that there's only so much of me to go around. So um, learning to tap into those people who are experts in this area mm-hmm. and just sticking with what I'm good at is something I am working <laughs> on right now as well. Um, so I can possibly connect you with somebody who can help you with that as well, if that's something you're open to. Awesome. Um, okay, what is something that has surprised you along the way, something you didn't maybe expect through the process of you know, even the education or working with other people, um, something that maybe came up for you? Mm-hmm. All the materials that were offered and all the knowledge that I've gained. So again, actually, what has surprised me is how much that I'm, my capacity for learning. Mm-hmm. So that's one piece. Like, again, the whole business side of my of my new business, I guess, in life coaching and the marketing and actually what I'm capable of doing and learning uh, through marketing and learning how to do funnels and whatnot. Like, just terms I would have never been able to throw around uh, you know, a, a year and a half ago, and so that's I've surprised myself in a good way. Yeah. And so it's yeah. and and something enjoyable, right? Yeah. That you didn't think you'd be interested in. Exactly. So, oh, I'm happy to hear that. Um. Okay, let's talk about goals because it was kind of like how we started this whole conversation. So I know you're a goal setter. Mm-hmm. Um. Talk to me why about like I have so many people that come to me and say, you know, I know you talk to me about goals, but I. I'm not really a goal setter, so like, let's talk about goals. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about goals, why they're important, and why maybe people struggle with goal setting. Mm-hmm. I think when you set a goal, you're oftentimes we're basing it on something that we've done in the past. Okay. Um, and so sometimes people are afraid to set goals for something that they've never done because they don't have past evidence that they can accomplish it. So that's why I would say sometimes people are afraid of actually setting a goal. Um, but they are super important, again, to, so we force ourselves to become a different version of ourselves. So it really forces us to see what we're capable of when we follow through and commit to that goal. And again, it really gives our brain supervision as to what we need to be thinking in order mm-hmm. to feel and act a certain way in order to get that result. Why do you think people are afraid of goal setting? I think it's a lot of times based on their past, and I think they're just going to let themselves down. So a lot of, you know, when I've dealt with um, with food and uh, the nutrition coaching, oftentimes people are afraid to give a number because they're like, oh, I'll never reach it based on what they've been able to do in the past. So we're constantly trying to use our past to get to our future, which is not going to work, obviously. Mm-hmm. So 
we're often afraid to like step into a new version of ourselves. It's going to require us to grow. It's going to require us to think different thoughts, perhaps to surround ourselves with different people. So it's all these things. So um, the one thing I really loved about your approach when we were working together is that you don't take, if say I have four goals, you don't let me go after those four goals all at once. So talk to me a little bit about like breaking down those goals mm -hmm. and even breaking them in, in, in even smaller pieces, individual goals, and why you have found that that's been successful for people. What is the kind of concept and theory behind that? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it, the biggest piece is like, if you make your goal too big, your brain can't even process that, right? Um, and so breaking it down gives you small manageable steps in order to get there. So for example, if I want to lose 50 pounds, breaking it down over the course of a year, if you're really able to break it down per, let's say if you want to do per month or per week, how many pounds I would lose within that period of time, it gives your brain something that's a little bit that closer, future-wise focus for you to focus on rather than Again, this 50 pounds yeah. in 12 months, that sounds like a lot. And it just becomes overwhelming. Exactly. Yeah, so and then it allows you to celebrate those successes, right? Exactly. So um, speaking about successes and like celebrating, right? Mm -hmm. How do you celebrate your successes? Do you do that? Is uh, that? Well, you know what? That's a really good question. I'm actually terrible at celebrating my successes. Same. Because <laughs> I, I think, you know, um, we're always like, on to the next, on to the next. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Like, um, So... You know, I chat about it with my family mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I'll let them know, hey, this is something that I just succeeded with. And then we kind of do a little, you know, toast to one another, especially my parents and my husband and my kids. We like to, to just kind of toast each other and recognize yeah. each other. But um, so, so it's a very subtle celebration. So it's not say. like you're taking yourself... <laughs> Like on a on a shopping spree or anything like that. It's more of just a like cheers and and move on to exactly. the next thing. It is something that I know I would like to work on because yeah. um yeah, I think recognizing ourselves and all the hard work that we've put in to reach a goal is really important. I think it's different for everybody though. Like yeah. I think depending on your personality type, some personality types are like sevens will celebrate all day long. Like that's they live <laughs> to celebrate. They're like I woke up, yay, right? Like, and, and not making fun of sevens at all. I'm just kidding. My, my brothers are both sevens. And actually, both of my sister-in-laws are sevens. We love sevens. Sevens keep us celebrating. But for for people like uh, like yourself and myself, we, we check that box real quick and move on to the next thing mm -hmm. because that's really what drives us. So I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with the fact that you don't take yourself to Mexico every time you hit a goal. <laughs> I think what it is is just acknowledging, like, as long as you get to acknowledge, and, and I am also working on acknowledging and celebrating my, my you know, mm -hmm. achieving these goals along the way. But, man, when you're in flow, it's just like exactly. just keep powering yeah. through. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get to some serious questions. Okay. Um, does pineapple belong on pizza? <laughs> this is the most serious question. It really is. And it 100% does. Okay. Come well, on. <laughs> I, we, can, we can stay friends. We can stay friends. Um, what is your favorite place to travel? Um, you know what? Anywhere near water. Okay. I just love the water, especially the ocean. Okay. And humidity, you know, because I love it when my hair is like really nice and curly <laughs> and out of control. And I just love the humidity, how it feels on my body. And, so you're saying you, you know, need to get the heck out of here right now. <laughs> it's too cold and there's exactly. no humidity. It's too dry. 
Okay, and then my very last question before we wrap up is, if money was no object, what would you be doing right now? I would be full-time uh, life coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Where would you be living? Where would I be living? Um, well, that's, that's a hard we one. We like our people. So you we can take love people, our people. But you can take them with you. Where mm-hmm. would you go? It would probably be, yeah, somewhere very tropical. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All yeah. right. So we're planning our spring break trip after this. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for being my very first interview. This was a ton of fun. Um, I love these quick interviews. I feel like it's really great for people like us that are like on the move. We have maybe yeah. like a quick commute to work and we can just jump on and learn about each other. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for being part of episode three of Directly Inspired Podcast. We will see you next time. <laughs>